It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Eric, we've been talking about some of these amazing moments in Ellerslie history of just how God has formed this little ministry. And several episodes ago, you were talking about the fact that you spent 17 years in just prayer and just, you know, just kind of waiting for God to to actually build this. Could you kind of bring us into this transition time where here you and Leslie are traveling and speaking, but you now need a place to do discipleship. In other words, if you're going to actually spend time and disciple someone, it's hard to do that in your home. So can you talk about just even the campus and yeah. just kind of the birthing of some of that? Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing to know as you're as you're waiting in those years that God has given you a vision and then lay it down and then he gives it back. And that's a signal that this is this is something important to God. But I kept laying this vision down and then God kept giving it back. And the burden was just there. It was a present tense burden for a long time uh, throughout that. And there were, I can't even say that there were out of those 17 years times when I didn't have it. But one thing I did have is a pause, sort of like not yet. And it's like, God, when? Not yet, not yet. And so there was a certain time when I had this sense that God was beginning to move it forward. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know what to do with that. And like you said, well, we need property for that. And I'd been praying, that's one of the things I'd been praying for for years, but in a general sense, Lord, supply the property uh, for this. It's like, that is such a mammoth, monstrous <laughs> request because if if you're in ministry, you you understand that there's not a lot of money in ministry. And usually you're not, you see all these businessmen, you know, with all of their their things that they they do and they make they can make money hand over fist but in ministry if you're making money hand over fist it usually doesn't translate very well and so to do the things that you sometimes need to do usually you have a, you know a, a daddy warbox that is you know a sugar daddy that's underwriting it somehow which by the way if there's any of those listening yes. uh, we would love to talk to you at some point <laughs> god has built ellersley without that clear daddy warbox except for God himself. And it's been a unique thing. Now, we've had people that have come alongside us at strategic moments and have helped us in beautiful and profound ways, but not to just like buy the campus. The campus is such a unique story of faith struggle. It's like every step forward was like, wow. And so in the very beginning, Leslie and I were driving by this one property just outside of, of Windsor. I don't know if that I've ever showed it to you, but we're like that one. And it has a lake on it. And it's just sitting sitting there. And it's like, huh. And it's still sitting there, ironically. And so we prayed for that probably for two years. And I'd say it's an everyday type of prayer. And where we're like, God, we trust that you're going to do something here. We sense that you've hallmarked that. And then somehow I find out about this campus. And even when I saw this campus, I remember I came over for a visit and they were struggling at the time. The Bible college that was here was struggling. I, I was so surprised that it was even here in Windsor. It's like, here I live in Windsor. I didn't even know this was here. It's sort of this hidden treasure. And uh, but I, I went through it and I can't say that I was very attracted to it. Uh, it seemed to have a lot of lower end finishes uh, on it. And so it didn't have a, it wasn't a place of beauty. The The environment is beauty, right on the lake, mountains, you know, uh, river, trees, wildlife, it's gorgeous. But the interior finishes just sort of felt like you could push against the wall and maybe it would fall over. And it just didn't look like it was built high end. So I, I was thinking about my property. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm still looking at that other property. 
somehow in all of this, I start to get a vision for this campus. You know how those things happen. You start with, and you're like, eh. And then the next thing you know, you're like, yeah, that, that's that's where <laughs> God wants to do it. And so I switched all of my praying. It was like, God, everything I've deposited in that, could we borrow against that now and stick it over here? And I think that's actually how God works. Every prayer I give, he knows how to answer it. And so I don't need to convince him to take all those praying, all those prayers of faith from over there and direct them over here. He was doing that all along. And so we have a situation where we're able to make an offer on this campus. And it's a pretty extraordinary story in and of itself. And I'm skipping over all of that. And uh, so it looks like we're going to get the campus after all these years. It had been about 15 years of praying. And it's like, wow, God, you are faithful. Uh, this is an amazing thing to see come together. So Leslie and I, and you know, I think we may have had Hudson at the time, uh, are head out to uh, a vacation, I think, in California. And we're down there, and I get a call. Uh, it was, I think, evening time out there. And it was like, hey, Eric, and I just want you to know, and this is the person that owned the campus at the time, that uh, we had a formal offer made on the campus, and we're going to take that. And remember, we had an offer, but I guess it was called a verbal offer. And they had a formal offer uh, that had come in, and so they were going to take it. And that was a unique moment for me because I remember saying something like, well, where I come from, you know, a verbal offer is an offer, and a handshake is enough to seal a deal. And like, yeah, yeah, I understand that, but, you know, this legally, this can take precedent. And so I said, well, is there any other option? He goes, well, how about this? If you can get a formal offer to me before, like, it was like 5 a.m. the next morning. This is like at night. And then we'll consider it as a board. And it was, it was, it was a dying situation. I'm just going to describe it that way. I, I even knew that night. There's nothing I can do about this. I can't get a formal offer to them by 5 the next morning. And it was a painful dying experience to give up this campus after sensing God was knitting me with it was really hard. And I understand this, what we call it death of a vision. That's a, that's a term in Christian history that's been used many times to describe what God will sometimes walk people through. Abraham walked through this with Isaac. And I've walked through this Many times. It's not just with this. It's a. It seems to be an exercise in the soul that is very, very important for clarifying motive of why you are doing something. Do you really trust God? Like, Eric, if I gave you this vision, do you trust me? That if I say, no, not yet, and I, that, that I still have a plan for you? Yeah, but God, I, I started to like fill in some blanks and color in the, the picture. I, I had it figured out. I oftentimes want to finish God's sentences for him. And in this situation, his brilliance was proven to me in such a wonderful way. This, this other uh, party comes in and buys it and invests. They, didn't, they weren't using it for ministry. They were using it for uh, a commercial use, uh, a wedding business. And they invest hundreds of thousands of dollars and upgrade the quality of the campus all over. I mean, it, they turn it into this beautiful location inside and out. And uh, so that's happening at the time that I'm like, God, why? <laughs> And then that company is going to actually be struggling and it's going to once again, come back to me. He knew I was interested in it. So he came to me. And uh, meanwhile, when he comes to me, I have no money at the time. It's like, I, now I have nothing to be able to put towards this. And that's part of the, the great story. The story is remarkable. I, I'm going to skip past some of the, even though we're, this is amazing Ellerslie moments, right? And so he's like, we'll tell that one. However, I'm trying to pick and choose as we go along here. 
I remember when we were in the wrestling stage for this campus, because what this campus is, is it's wrestling prayer. It's praying and then praying and then praying and then praying some more. And when impossibilities come, you keep praying and you keep praying. And you your faith is in God, not in a circumstance, not in a timing. It's knowing that God is faithful. If he has set that vision inside of me and he's not removing it, I'm going to pray until he removes it. And if he's not removing it, I trust that he's going to be faithful in answering it. But I remember it was a rainy night and the campus property was, uh, it was in some uh, in-between period. I, I don't remember what stage this was, but I remember coming over here with Leslie and there was a gazebo between the chapel and what we call the lake house, which was the admin building. And we somehow that got removed somewhere along the line here. And I remember standing under that gazebo because it was pouring rain and looking at the chapel building. And the chapel building is where we do all our training. And I prayed a prayer. And I said, Lord, in that building, I pray that you would raise up the next generation of Hudson Taylor's naming Carmichael's. And what's so interesting, I've thought back on that one prayer so many times to realize that God had given me a vision for something. And in that moment, you know, in the rainstorm, it seemed so impossible. And yet I've stood on that stage and I've watched students break before the power of the Spirit and his conviction and even their love or worship and adoration for him. And they're just weeping on the floor of the, the chapel. And I've seen so many strong believers sort of just emerge out of that brokenness into a great strength. And I think about that prayer. And of course, none of us is going to be Hudson Taylor because God had his Hudson Taylor. Now he has someone for this generation and their name might not be Hudson Taylor. And Amy Carmichael, that's just a placeholder. It's It means someone who is fully given, someone who is all in for Jesus, someone who is going to say, Lord, Use me, bend me, whatever it takes, I want your glory. And that's what we've seen. This campus is just a beautiful place, but it's not just beautiful in its location and in its views and in its lake and its wildlife. It's beautiful with a presence. It's a protected presence that has come from countless hours of prayer over it for protection, for preservation of the focus when a student comes onto this campus, that when they come, all that noise of the world out there would silence and that they would be able to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. They would be able to hear his word without the the cacophony of sound, you know, that the culture is making. And, you know, I don't know what your take is on this campus, Nathan, but uh, that's what I've seen. <clears throat> this is such a beautiful, <clears throat> very unique place. And I think so many students have said, and you've already hinted at it, but it's like when, when you're here, there is a, there is a weird peace and it's not because for us, it's not peace. I mean, it is peaceful. <laughs> it's beautiful, <clears throat> but it is a battle zone, yeah, but yeah. we spend a lot of time laboring and battling so that students can hear and they can focus and have that reprieve so that they can actually pursue Jesus Christ. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about what we do is that it's not just a discipleship program. It is, but it is a it's a season set apart away from the noise and away from the culture stuff so that you can intentionally pursue Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's one of the things I love, love about this campus is that it's Jesus focused and you can hear and focus and pursue in a way that is actually rare in these days. And, and if I may put in a small 
cheesy pitch. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. But if if you are generally looking for something like that, whether you have one week of time or whether you have five, this upcoming season of training would be such a blessing in your life to remove some of that noise so that you can just intentionally pursue Jesus Christ. That is our heart and our passion is to equip you with the practical tools to live the Christian life, to dive into God's word, to know how to pray, but so that you can grow and increase your intimacy with Jesus Christ. So we'd love for you to consider joining us on this campus in this very beautiful environment in one of our upcoming training seasons. And, you know, I just, if I was going to summarize something, because it's sort of hard sometimes when you're dealing with these memories to summarize a key pithy takeaway. But, you know, when Abraham is being asked to lay down Isaac, that's hard. And there are things in each of our lives, even right at this moment, that could be a gift from God, could be a vision from God, could be a calling from God, could be, you know, a marriage, could be a child. And God still, even if it's precious, even if it's good, even if it's godly, to hold it the way he's asked us to hold it, which is entrusted. It belongs to him. It's consecrated. It actually is his. And I remember right before Ellerslie is going to start, right before. Okay, so I have prayed for 17 years, and I get right up to the point where now it looks like it's happening. You know, it's one thing to give it up when it doesn't look like it's going to happen, right? It's a whole other thing to give it up when it looks like it's now feasible, And I felt like God brought me to the point where I needed to freshly lay it all down. And ironically, it's going to sound so strange probably to the audience, but Leslie and I felt this burden for missions just awaken in us that, and we felt like we were supposed to sell everything here in the States and move to Nicaragua. Now, how does that fit in with Ellerslie? That's a good question. And that was part of the challenge. And Les and I both, we relinquished it all. We were planning to sell everything and we were planning to move to Nicaragua. And you're going to be like, so (laughs) it's the strangest thing. But when we raised that knife, just like Abraham, it was as if God said, okay, before you started this, I just needed to know that I had you and that you would do whatever I asked. And it's very precious memory for me because I was actually excited to go to Nicaragua. It's strange uh, that I actually had come to the point where it was like, God, if you're there, I want to be there. My strength is communication, and I'm not very good with Spanish. And so I was giving up my strength. I was giving up my homeland. I was giving up my vision, everything to say, God, I want to go where you are going. And that's the basis that God started Ellerslie out of that surrender and that givenness. And that's very precious to me to always look back on. And I'm really glad that I allowed him to call me to Nicaragua for a bit because that actually purified my motives of doing this. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellersley.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.